Back in college, and I went to college in Annapolis, Maryland. St. John's was like the great book school. It was very heady. You know, people were always talking and thinking and thinking and talking, not really doing much writing, and, you know, maybe a couple intramural sports and maybe some drinking on the weekend, but mostly thinking and talking and talking and thinking and all that kind of stuff. And I had a friend, this guy, I really liked him. His name was Jason. And he seemed like, um, not, not delicate exactly, but, uh, well, I feel like he was always a couple feet behind himself, kind of viewing the world. And it's a beautiful spring afternoon. I'm down near the center of Annapolis, and it's on a quiet side street, and we're talking. And he's telling me that he had just gone up the weekend before to some book launch. And he was kind of reviewing the weekend and just kind of talking about the pretensions of the whole scene and how the scene was terrible and awful. And I was, meanwhile, I'm thinking to myself, that sounds really awesome and great. And boy, I'd love to be that person who had that book launch. And I'm not really saying that, but he's talking about that. And he's got this milkshake in his hand. And for some reason, and it didn't even slip out of his hand, it just felt from his hand. And it just went right on the side. We were right by the curb, and it went right on the street. We both looked down at this milkshake, and it was like totally, it was like glued to the earth for about three seconds, just like perfectly there on the road beneath us. And then after three seconds, it rolled really quickly into the sewer. It just disappeared into the sewer like that. The next year, I moved to New York and spent 15 years trying to become famous, to no avail. I don't know what happened to Jason. One, two, three, one, two, three, drink One, two, three, one, two, three, drink 
is now being recorded. Oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah that works. Oh, it's just so glitchy. It's unreal. And it's when you get, let me ask you this question. When you get a Google call, do you have to press 1 to accept it? 
No, what are you, in prison? Oh, it's unbelievable. They make you press one just to even accept the call. <laughs> so I don't want to waste any more of your time. That's necessary. Um, the you do that all the time. What are you talking about? We both did that. Uh, are you kidding? Yeah, well, that is true. That is true. But I don't know who wastes <laughs> time more. Honestly, I think it's a real <laughs> horse race. Our entire, our entire relationship is wasting time. That's true. That's really true. That's really true. It's the strength of our relationship. Um, so in Barbarian in the Valley, there's always a theme, and this week's theme is tough customers. So in the opening, I'm going to be like, each week has a theme, and then, oh, we have a phone call, and you're going to be the tough customer. So okay. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like WMUAM, and you're going to start like criticizing the show. And then I'm going to let you go on a little bit, not too long, and I'll be like, wait, wait a second. I know this voice, you know. I know this voice. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? Are you in a submarine? I just I just got into the car, but it probably should okay. sound better now. All right, don't go anywhere because I can't lose this call. And so then I'm like, and we can't really overlap each other because uh, I don't think that'll work. But I'll say, I think I, it, whose voice is this? And then you'll try to mask your voice a little bit and keep criticizing me. <laughs> wait, wait, I got a, I got a, I got a thing I got to uh, attend to. I just ripped the goddamn uh, gasoline thing out of the pump. So it's trickling right now. Okay. <laughs> I just Don't got it. Up. Okay. Uh, all right. Emergency. One second. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Well, I literally ripped the, the pump off this thing. The gas station pump? Yeah. Were you driving away? Yeah, <laughs> you got distracted. <laughs> Is there gas going everywhere now? No, it's actually really casual. This I'm just waiting. It's kind of like just dripping. So but who are you waiting sure for? Who are you waiting for? Well, somebody has been injured. Thanks for even trying to. Okay, one second. Okay. All right, I'm the I'm the I'm the idiot who started driving away. With the thing, it's not it's not flowing or anything. The thing's separated from the top of the pump. So nothing's coming out of the thing. Is it going? Yeah. Oh, did it charge me? So the nozzle came off of it. Yeah. So the nozzle is is see that part right there. You can see the where the thing comes from right there. See where the eight is. Okay. It's the thing's still in my in my car. No, like 30 seconds. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I, I can't help but feel responsible. <laughs> Where the hell did I put... Now I can't put my cap. <laughs> oh, there we go. You gave her your insurance? <sighs> no, I don't know. No. Did, did, were you offering to pay for it? No, I'm not going to so I just watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, and he was like, yeah. "Yeah, there's a stain on this on the chair and everything that in, at, the, at his hotel." Uh, and mm -hmm. they're like, "Oh, thank you so much. Yes, we'll put it. We'll bill your hotel room." <laughs> what? I was I was honest about it. I just didn't I didn't drive away. <laughs> so that's what I like. Uh -huh. I, I hopefully I'm not. Hopefully they. Yeah. I mean, literally, yeah. all they need to do is attach the thing. Yeah, so, yeah, I know. And they're not gonna. They're not gonna. They're not going to bother you about it. I'd be really surprised they'd bother you about it. It must happen. It's going to happen. I, I do feel happen. somewhat. 
I do feel somewhat responsible since I made you call me five times in a row, but <laughs> <laughs> you got distracted. Yeah. Well, it's just you just the slightest distraction can really send you into a whole different story. You're lucky you didn't blow up a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there, there, it could have been just gas all over the place. And I, could have said, or I could have just not heard like the and just driven well, home with the with the <laughs> nozzle in my car. Like it had built well,
How do you deal with angry customers? Oh, hi. Sorry to keep you waiting. My name is Paul. How may I help you? I don't know. You tell me. I am Mrs. Decker. I bought these shoes last week to wear to my daughter's wedding. This morning I tried them on and before I could walk to the mirror, the heel broke. Now the wedding is Saturday. My dress is fine. The shoe is dead. I am sick and tired. First, deal with the person's feelings. Apologize that the situation occurred. Mrs. Decker, uh, could we come over here and discuss this, please? Uh, you must be upset. I'm really sorry this happened. Your being sorry doesn't put new shoes on my feet. Put yourself in your customer's place. Listen to the whole story without interrupting. Maintain eye contact. Nod your head. Show the customer you're really listening. Until they're calm, they won't even hear you. What kind of place is this? No one cares about quality anymore. I know, and I'm going to do everything I can to correct the situation. Now, whatever you do, don't let the customer make you defensive. She's angry at the situation, not you. What you want to do is focus the anger. Ask questions. Questions help control the dialogue and get you the information you'll need later on to solve the problem. It just makes me furious. I'd be too, Mrs. Decker, and I'm sure we can work it out. Uh, do you mind if I ask you a few questions? Hurry up, the wedding is Saturday. This'll just take a minute. Uh, now, when did you buy the shoes? By any chance, do you have the receipt? Tuesday, and yes! Oh, I see you bought these on sale. That's true, but so what? They're still no good. You can't sell customers lousy shoes just because they're on sale. I'm tired of this. All right. You've gotten a dialogue started. You understand the customer's feelings. Now, reflect those feelings back to the customer. Give feedback. You know, I can just imagine how frustrating this must be. I mean, with all you have to do to get ready for your daughter's wedding, you certainly don't want to have to go around returning shoes. I do have one or two more things to do. Now, summarize the facts, just to be sure you've understood them correctly. You bought these shoes on Tuesday. You tried them on for the first time today. They broke, and you need them by the end of the week, and since they're a sale item, you're worried about their being returnable. Well, they're certainly not wearable. Let's just take a moment to see where we are. You have dealt with the customer's feelings. You've apologized that the situation occurred, empathized, you've asked questions, you've given feedback, and you've summarized the situation. Now it's time to deal with the customer's problem. Step number one. Find out exactly what the customer wants you to do. I want you to give me my money back. Of course, sometimes you can't do exactly what your customer wants. If that's the case, then you should explain what you can do. Suggest alternate solutions, and then try to reach agreement. Uh, Mrs. Decker, I wish we could give you a cash refund, but since the shoes were purchased on sale, we can't do that. But here's what we can do. We can exchange them for another pair, we can give you a credit slip, or we can repair them for you at no expense. Now that might be your best way to go since you need the shoes for the wedding. Uh, which would you prefer? Can you repair them today? So we can send them out on a rush for you. We'll have them back the day after tomorrow, which should be plenty of time for you. Paul's doing the right thing here. He's sharing information with the customer about his procedures. 
This helps him get agreement on a course of action. All right. Now you're absolutely sure they'll be here the day after tomorrow. They'll be here 9 a.m. sharp, I promise. Please ask for me when you come in to pick them up. Thank you, I, I, I will. Thank you, Mrs. Decker. And again, I'm really sorry this happened. So we'll see you the day after tomorrow. Bye now. Thank you again. That situation was well handled. The customer was obviously angry, and the service rep was able to diffuse her anger and solve the problem. All right. And that is it, my friends. That is the barbarian in the valley. Midnight has become 1 a.m. or just about. You're at your wit's end. You thought this show would help you go to sleep, but you're even more amped than you were when you started it. But, you know, in all fairness, I never said that I was going to relax you. I never said that. That was never the intention of this show. So, anyway, let's not get into recriminations here, folks. That's not what we do on this show. We just want to... We would like to take it easy. And so, I want to remind you that I am the BIQ. I am the barbarian in question. And you're out there, you're listening. You must be my barbarian kin. Family, listen to this bass. Oh, gee, isn't that good? I mean, the Commodores, Lionel Richie. I mean, let this relax you. I'm not going to relax you, but this music could relax you. But if you're driving, don't get too relaxed. And if you're breaking into Trader Joe's, stay focused, okay? A lot of security in that building. And if you're still checking the receipts of your last time you went to the co-op or at a party late at night talking about Aldi to some stranger and how great Aldi is, then just consider just walking away. Just walk away. walk away just join me up here on this mountaintop the air is just so clear and it's thin and the thinness of the air just compromises our reasoning but I want to encourage you to just have a seat sit by the crackling fire here have have some of this drink up life is short and tomorrow morning We're going to do some damage. It's going to be beautiful. We're going to turn this valley upside down. 